Welcome to Southern Flair, the show that talks about the highs and lows of a female entrepreneur, mother, and wife. I'm your host, Crystal Geis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me today. Let me introduce you to my financial planner and tax advisor, Jennifer Quillen. I invited Jennifer on today's show because I know that so many other women like me struggle with making financial decisions, especially around retirement and future planning. So I was actually introduced to Jennifer several years ago through a third party that had recommended her, and I had seriously met with hundreds and hundreds of financial planners in my time of networking over the past 20 years, and I never understood what I was supposed to be doing or how meeting them could could help me or that we could work together. I actually um, had had a few Edwards Jones accounts in the past, had had some 401ks from previous jobs, never really funded them properly or ever understood what any of it meant. Or um, it just kind of felt like I was throwing a little bit of money away that was never accumulating to anything. And um, that's actually where Jennifer came in and helped me. She asked me some questions that really got my head spinning because they were the simplest questions like what were my goals for retirement and I had no idea the answers to their questions because no one had ever asked me that and I just didn't know. So I'm going to let Jennifer here start talking and tell us a little bit about her background and um, we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate that. It's an honor to be able to just sit here and have a conversation with you about money and about financial goals because a lot of folks especially women, don't have that conversation. It's a conversation that's avoided. So just a background on myself. I went to the University of Kentucky. I have an accounting degree and finance degree. Came out of college into the tax world, thought I was going to be a CPA and do taxes for the rest of my life, but I do not have the personality for that. What I quickly learned was I love helping people. Uh, One of my biggest goals in life is to watch someone succeed. The next largest goal beside that is watching a fellow female succeed. Yeah. Um, A lot of times we spend more time beating each other up, ourselves up. We don't see the victories in each other. Um, So I work every day to just show and display those victories between other female entrepreneurs. But uh, I became a financial advisor in 2009. I was actually licensed with by FINRA, my Series 7, 66, yada, yada. That means nothing at the end of the day. I don't understand any of that terminology. Right. So (laughs) what I do is I help people get the future that they want. Your future. Yeah looks a lot different than my future. Yeah. I have a pathway of what I want to do in retirement, the age I want to retire. I also have this plan lined out with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan to retire at the age of 50, but my husband has to work till he's 65. So is it normal for husbands and wives to plan their retirement things differently? Or is that something they typically plan together? I'll tell you, in the past, the norm is the husband does all the planning. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I've worked with a lot of men along the way. Uh, I've learned very quickly that is not the type of clientele that I truly enjoy working with. Yeah, um, I enjoy working with the wife or the female counterpart of the of the relationship. The reason is um, a lot of women come to the table scared. Mm-hmm. A lot of women come to the table without knowledge, mm-hmm. and immediately they are nervous about admitting that. Yeah, right. They don't want to. They don't want to seem like they don't know these uh, words I'm using or they don't understand. They don't want to admit that they don't understand what a financial goal even means, Mm -hmm. right? 
I remember when you asked me and I, I had no idea. And then you asked me about my husband's retirement and I had no idea about yeah. that either. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Let me ask him. And to be quite honest, like he didn't even know. Like right. he wasn't real sure what he was paying into a 401k and some right. few other things for. Yeah. So I think a lot of times that whole word of goal, mm-hmm. it almost sets us up for failure. Yeah. You know, like what kind of goal do you want to have when you're in school? Well, my goal is to make all A's, right? And yeah. then you get that one B and your goal is destroyed. Mm-hmm. So there's, we have a hard time understanding what a goal is. So the next question I would basically ask that someone who doesn't truly really understand what their financial goals are, I'm like, what's your idea of the best day of your life? Mm-hmm. Mm, being on the beach. I actually remember you asking me this and I was like, being on a beach, traveling somewhere, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Being on the beach, traveling? Yeah. So when you retire, you're no longer working. You're no longer in your business making money. Mm-hmm. I want to be doing what I'm dreaming of doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's, worked that's so hard for it for so long. Yeah. That's the future that you want. Yeah. Now, there's some people who will be like, I want to be with my grandkids. Mm-hmm. There's some folks, I'm, I'm never going to retire. Yeah. Um, I love that comment. I'm never going to retire. I love doing what I do. That's great. But have you ever thought about doing what you're doing to do, but also have that bonus money, yeah. which is what your retirement or your future goal would, would provide you to do that? So I think a lot of times we stress about what is that financial goal? Do I need to have a million? Do I need to have two million in my account? Like, like what do I need to have? Like, how much Social Security am I going to get? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they focus on these things that are more quantitative mm-hmm. and not think about what it is they want. How many times in your life have you ever been asked, what do you want? Oh, all the time. What do you want for dinner is my favorite thing. And they really want to know what I want for dinner just because they want to know what I'm going to cook for dinner. <laughs> right. They want they want to know what you want mm-hmm. because they want to know what they're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. So as a financial advisor, I come to you and I say, what do you want? What do you want in your retirement? Yeah. Um, what would make you feel comfortable? And and, I, and I'll be honest with um, my answers to those questions, but I had to go back and figure them out. I didn't know them at the time. Um, and after, you know, talking to my husband and, you know, telling him that I was going to figure this out for us because we had, I mean, we were already in our late 30s and we had nothing to fall yep. back on and um, no future planning at all. Um, no real 401ks with no bunch of money. And I'm like, we had very, very little and um, when I came back to Jennifer, I legitimately remember thinking she's going to laugh in my face because <laughs> I told her, well, Nate says we have to have $10,000 a month <laughs> to retire and that we want to travel. We want to be on beaches and we want to be afar. But I, I always envision myself still communicating with my companies, just not working in them, like just being like a liaison or somebody that, you know, is full of knowledge and information. They can call me at any time, but I'm probably going to be on a boat or on beach. That's right. <laughs> Not in the office. That's right. At 55. We told you 55, too. Yep. And we were, I don't remember, we were at least 35 when we told you that. Yeah. So I started JQ Financial Solutions in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I was 40 years old. What What made you step away from working for somebody else to, uh, to work on your own, though? Gosh. Um, my core values. Okay. Right? My core values, Some one of those is truth and honesty. Mm-hmm. The other one is the client focus. Yeah. And loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I felt like working for other people, I was not honoring myself. Yeah. Um, I was not coming and being truthful to myself. And I would encourage folks all day long to start a business, start a financial plan, start investing. But yet I wasn't living up to that own expectation of myself. I was like, who am I? Mm -hmm. I would ask me that. I would ask that question of myself almost every day. Who am I Mm -hmm. to tell someone? Right. And then a friend finally said to me, they were like, who are you? You're like the one 
that tells me what to do. You're doing all the work anyway. You're doing all the work anyways. So the pandemic really kind of put me in my place. Um, I had to stay home and work from home. Right. And I realized pretty quickly that I truly enjoyed what I was doing, but I didn't want to do it the way that my fellow male counterparts do financial advising. Mm -hmm. So I'll just kind of run through what most men want to do. Okay. Most men want to bring you in, sit you across the table, find out how much you have. Yes. How quickly can they invest it? Yes. Because. And it's almost embarrassing and it's very like, um, it feels very like imposed on. I don't know the word to use, but it's, it was when I've done that, it makes me want to run and hide from those people. Never answer the phone again when they call. Yeah. Or or they sit down and ask you a bunch of interview questions so they can input it into a financial spreadsheet. Yes. You yes. spit something I've, out. I've done that to you before. Right? Mm-hmm. So they come in, you sit down, you have this great, fantastic presentation in front of you, and now they say, you need to invest you know, $3,000 a month for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have $3,000 a month. At $3,000 a month, I wouldn't be set across my financial advisor. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So... I take on a completely different approach. I mean, I feel like we have such an emotional attachment to money. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Women have an emotional attachment to money, positive mm-hmm. or negative. Yeah. Um, we feel like we have to do this with our money or we need to be smart. Or we're not, we shouldn't take risk with it or I just, you know, hoard it and keep it here. Or I can't even believe I have money. So I'm going to go blow it on something. Mm-hmm. Right. I do that sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, a lot of times what I do is I separate that feeling and that emotion from money. And I'll just basically show you a realistic pathway to get to that future that you want. And I will make it to as simple or as complex as you want it. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies I've worked with in the past, she was like, I'm divorced. I have nothing. We filed bankruptcy. I have a 401k that he didn't get part of. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. Yeah. And she was coming to me for a financial plan. And I said, well, first of all, let's figure out how we pay the bills, right? Because that's yeah. the biggest concern. Yeah. you got to have, yeah, you got to live. Yeah. And yeah. now she has, you know, six figures in an account. She's fully funding retirement at work. Women because, are amazing. Yeah. Because we are amazing, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, she took each step, one step at a time. Yeah. Instead of just like, you know, trying to run a marathon on day one, she was just like, let's do couch to 5k. You know, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I gotta have a starting point. Let's just walk the first five minutes, make sure I have an emergency fund. And then we'll go from there. You yeah. know, we'll kind of recover for with and focus on what we do have and not, not on what we don't. My industry is a very male dominated industry. When I was in, interviewed by my first broker dealer, my husband and I go to dinner and the person who is interviewing us or talking with us or welcome us to the board, I guess how you'd say it. He spent the entire time talking to my husband and then finally my husband looked at him and says, you do realize that she's the financial advisor. Not yeah. me. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The mentality yeah. that men have around women in business. Like yeah. I just, I can, there's, I have some m- multiple times where people, um, clients have asked me, well, can, can I speak to the guys? And I'm like, nope, you get me. I'm the girl. <laughs> To get to the guys, you got to talk to the girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It's a. It's amazing how women can just be overlooked yeah. like that. Yeah. 
I've had a male client, a male prospect didn't turn into a client because I didn't accept his business. Yeah. But at the time I was like, I would love to be able to help this person. He has money to invest, yada, yada. Uh, needed to pay the bills that month. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, and he's like, why should I give my money to you when you're just a soccer mom? And I was like, you know what? Because I can balance soccer. I can cook your dinner. I can go to the grocery store. I can run a business. And eventually I'm going to make more money than you. <laughs> and I'll look good doing it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. And not blink an eye and not stress out about it. I know, right? Can yep. you just that, that comment in general just mm-hmm. makes, just makes yep. my hair crawl on yep. my skin. Like it just, mm. yeah. yeah. So in my industry, I've, I encounter that quite a bit. Um, but I focus on just helping that person right and and meeting them where they are not making that person fit into what i expect of them but just basically saying okay what do you where are you today where do you want to go and then we just figure out how to get there yeah uh, together and and it's never the same like roadmap for every person Mm -hmm. like it's always different and I'll, i'll talk a little bit about some of my businesses and how jennifer has helped me along the way so um, when I first started out, I only had iOS, which is my marketing company. Um, and it, it does well for itself, I think. And, um, and then from there, I opened my med spa and I used Jennifer kind of as my therapist through that, <laughs> through that first year. You all, um, in my last episode, Amanda and I talked about the first year struggle. And when I say struggle, like it was a struggle, like it was hard every day. I was constantly trying to figure out how to take money from credit cards and pay credit cards off and use it for more products and then making sure I had payroll. And like, I just skimmed by that first year, seriously. Um, I would get on calls with Jennifer. I meet Jennifer every other week and sometimes I have nothing to talk to her about. Sometimes um, I have all kinds of things to talk to her about. And sometimes I just need her to listen to me so I can talk. Um, and I will never forget getting on calls with her and they would really be meant to be focused around at iOS. But my brain was so consumed with the lift bar and um, the worry and the struggles and stuff that I had there that it was constantly going, can I sell this? How can I sell this? What should I do? What should I do? And, um, you know, and so she's really helped me along the way with both of those businesses that now actually I, I sleep well at night. Um, but then um, I also started a commercial real estate and she guided me and helped me make sure that I was making good decisions there as well. And so now my husband and I, we have three businesses and then he also has a nonprofit that um, I hooked him up with Jennifer for because I didn't want to listen to the questions. He is one of the few male clients I enjoy working with. You don't <laughs> have to kidding. say you enjoy I'm working with him. I'm just kidding. I work with, several, I work with men as well. I don't, I don't discriminate. Yes, I know. I know you do. I'm just giving you a hard time. So Jennifer has not only just helped me with like looking at numbers and looking at books and balancing and doing the tax stuff, but just in general to have when you're a business owner, like it's, you don't have that boss that you can go and talk to or that person that is above you to bounce ideas and stuff off with. And I'll be honest, my husband and I, we don't talk about about our businesses at all. This morning, we actually got into an argument. He might get mad at me for saying this, but I had made a kind of snooty comment about he can travel and go hunting all he wants to and do whatever, you know, he wants to do. And he threw it back at me that he pays the insurance and he pays the house payment. And then he goes, and by the way, when we started this, you were making way less money than I am, but now we're pretty equal. (laughs) And I'm like, well, we're not going to go down that road. (laughs) Next subject. (laughs) Yeah, next subject. Um, But so um, ending with that, I actually made 
made a, another probably snitty comment to him. And I said, well, you can always quit your job and come to work for me because I'm sure I can pay you the same amount and you could really grow my business. I need a salesperson. And you can offer him a retirement plan and a benefit package. Yeah. I forgot to tell him I pay for his retirement in case anything ever goes out. No, he has his own. He does well. I'm just giving him a really hard time. Um, but yes, those are like hard to have conversations like with a spouse and you're, you know, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but you do not have to have your spouse involved in your business. And I think there's so many people out there that have businesses and they want to tie all their finances together and they want to tie all their businesses and everything they do together. And I don't think that would make a marriage work for me um, or my husband. Like we, we have our own bank accounts. We don't, you know, he pays his part of the bills. I pay my part of the bills and um, I have my company and we really don't talk about like, if it's something serious, we would, of course, but we just don't come home and talk about all the things that happened in our businesses throughout the day because, to be honest, we're tired of talking about them. We don't want to talk about them to each other, too. Yeah. Um, so, um, with with saying that, um, I'm just trying to give, you know, more information out there to women that are thinking about starting a business or that have a business um, already and they're just really struggling with, like, where to go or how to understand, like, I always listen to podcasts and stuff and it talked about when your bottom line got to a certain point or when you got to a certain revenue, like, um, what that was supposed to, um, you know, give you financial freedom, all these things are like when you're supposed to start taking a paycheck. But in my business, I started taking a paycheck from day one and went on and have my taxes drawn out just like any other employee. And I just think there's so many things around being a business owner and the financial side of it that people have no idea where to start or where to go. And a good, you know, tax advisor and financial planner, um, an attorney too, can help you with all of those things. And it doesn't have to cost you, you know, another employee yeah. per se. Yeah. So I think um, a lot of times we want to bring our spouses in, you know, we're, we're trying to share a relationship with one another, but my husband, not to say anything negative about him, but he, he is so supportive. Uh, when I come up with these crazy ideas that I want to do, he's just like, whatever you want to do, babe. Yeah. Do you need me to sign a bank? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times it's, it's that he's there supporting me. Um, He's also there to hear my troubles during the day. I don't necessarily share those troubles with him because I don't have time to really dwell on those at the end of the day. Yeah. But I've done 100% of my business work, stepped off, done it with my own money. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I are pretty unique. We're high school sweethearts. So we've been married since I was 20. He was 21. Our internal joke with one another is I married him for his financial aid. So I finished (laughs) getting through college. Right? Yes. And having to take any student loans. Um, we've been together for 23 years, and he does not have a good relationship with money. Yeah. I, on the other hand, grew up in a household where money was argued over. Okay. Never really like a positive money experience between my parents. Um, so I was always that person that was afraid that we wouldn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So when I took the leap to jump off and open my own business, I said, okay, this is me, right? And the only person that's going to fill this business is me. Yeah. Um, and now I have seven employees working for me. We're serving hundreds of clients all across the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was whenever you're ready for those milestones and you're in those leaps, like putting yourself on payroll or how much do you pay yourself 
you have to have the cash flow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I didn't really leverage myself because I didn't have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to go and borrow a bunch of money to start an accounting business or a financial business. But, you know, for someone that's starting a med spa, you have to do that. You have to have that equipment. You yeah. got to leverage yourself in order to get started. So there's a delicate balance and not everybody's business startup looks the same. Correct. Yeah. I would say it's all about that cash flow. Mm-hmm. If you make $10,000 in a month in revenue, celebrate that, but don't spend 12000 mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because right? yes. you're not going to have the money to cover the expenses for next month. So I think that's that becomes part of the budgeting process whenever you're starting out on your own and starting a business. Having that person that you can talk to about mm-hmm. what's going on is extremely important. Yeah. Having a mentor or just a financial partner that can come beside you and say, it's okay if you do want to sell this business before it actually has launched. Yeah. We can do that. But do you really want to? Because things are going to work out just fine. Like, yeah, you have to have that person that you feel comfortable with that you can have those conversations with. It's going to support you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's, um, there's, there's just so many different factors that come in. Like, I feel like I'm maybe a little bit unique or maybe everybody has this experience already, but years ago I did books and stuff for my dad when I worked in his business. So I understood QuickBooks enough to be able to like set up, you know, cost of goods sold. And I took some accounting classes in college too, but I understood some of that stuff to be able to set that stuff up. But how many business owners come to you and they don't even know how to start? And I mean, I know my husband doesn't, he's never opened Quick. He doesn't even know if you do QuickBooks for his business. I recently asked him that and he said, I don't know. And he just keeps spreadsheets on stuff and I'm, or he just looks at the bank accounts and I'm like, okay, but I'm sure there's a lot of people like that, 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 you know, my, my dad, for instance, has been one of his struggles in business is that he doesn't know how to use a computer good enough to be able to be his own QuickBooks person and do quotes and estimates yep. and keep up with all of that. Yep. What, what do you see in that area? There's for a women? lot of folks okay. that keep their books on a spreadsheet. Wow. It's exhausting Yeah, for someone like myself. Yeah, I mean, I love QuickBooks just because it gives me uh, that great looking picture mm-hmm. that I can show someone, here's what your profit and loss looks like. Yeah. But inside of, inside of a, an accounting software, what it's doing is it's basically taking all that money that you're spending every month and all that money that you're bringing in every month mm-hmm. and puts it in its proper category. Okay. So your cost of goods you mentioned, right? Versus maybe rent. And then you have your whole payroll situation. So you have wages, you have payroll tax expense, you have your payroll tax liability because mm-hmm. not everything inside a payroll is considered a deduction for the business. I mean, some of that you're just withholding for the employee and sending it to the proper agencies. So having that laid out to you and being able to keep up with, okay, here's what my net profit was for this month or for this time period is so vitally important. Spreadsheets can give you that. They can. Yeah. They take a lot of work. Yeah. Right. To plug a lot of stuff in. What, what QuickBooks does for us is it attaches to your bank, mm-hmm. the transactions sink in, attaches to your credit card, the transactions sink in. Yeah. Quick Gets rid of categories. a lot of data entry. Would All you the say data that? entry. Okay. Right. Now, the categorization, you can set up rules and things like that to explain that. But you would be surprised how many business owners that have been in business for a year mm-hmm. that are questioning where they're going in the future because they don't have the reports. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my bank the other day, I wanted to buy new something. I won't tell what, but I bought something. And he said, I need your balance sheet and your, and I'm going into a board meeting and I need your P&L. And I'm like, okay, well, I can legitimately just go to that, print it off and know that my books are reconciled. So it might not be perfect. 
<laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it's pretty darn close. Not that so. perfect as up today, but it's, it's yeah. close to our Yeah, <laughs> well, it hadn't been reconciled for July, so. Yeah, because yeah, July's not done yet, <laughs> yes, right? Correct. But there's yeah. But there's things that, you know, having that report to look at, mm-hmm. how have you done this year compared to this time last year? Yeah, well, I love that you pull things up for me, like, for instance, um, things that I pass off for clients. They buy from me, but I'm paying another mm-hmm. source and vendor for, you know, and Jennifer really brings my eyes around, oh, well, look at your income and your expenses for this. You're not making a lot in this area. And so that has allowed me over the years to really um, find the most profitable services that I sell and truly focus more on those services rather than the ones that I'm not profiting as much that take more of my time and energy Mm -hmm. too. And cash Um, flow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of outflow, not a lot of inflow. Yeah. So... That's a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal and it's, it's a lot to look at, but like I said, when you are in business, you really need that extra person and that extra layer and someone that you can trust and that you can talk to and that you feel comfortable opening up about all these things. Cause I'll be honest, Jennifer, you're the first person that I ever met that when I met, I didn't feel like, I felt like I could just start vomiting from the mouth, all the things that were going on in my life. But there's so many people that do what you do that I have met that I felt like they just wanted to do my taxes. Mm-hmm. Or they just wanted to sell me some product that, you know, that they, of course, make something off of, too, when it does well. Um, But I never felt like I could talk to someone, like, in general, monthly and regularly about what was going on with my business. And, And to me, from a business owner standpoint, it seems extremely hard when it comes to be tax season at the end of the year to come to you and give you all my tax stuff and then go, but you have no idea what I did all year long. So good luck with that. <laughs> hope you do a great job for me. <laughs> I hope that she remembers I purchased that yeah. you know, piece of equipment or yeah. I hope she realizes that I sold that piece of equipment or, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. You're, a lot of times when you're coming to a tax preparer, okay. And you just hand them the stuff. Um, don't expect any advice coming from that person. Yeah. They're they're literally just there to crank out the tax return. Uh-huh. Do it accurately and then tell you how much you owe or don't owe. Yeah. And that's what I always watch my dad do in business. I never had a CPA that we dealt with on a regular basis. And I swore that I was going to get to a point that I was not going to be that person. I would, you know, and not, not knocking him in any way. It's just, he wasn't a computer person. It was like, at the end of the year, you get all your bank statements together and you start going through them and totaling them. And when you're in the construction business, there's a lot of expenses going on there. And to me, that made me, I think it made me super OCD about things and the way that I do things, which I'm not perfect by any means, but um, I try to be somewhat organized because um, I want to be able to see those those reports and I want to understand that and I want to see where I'm making mistakes at because in business, there's always mistakes. We always make mistakes and I want to be able um, to look at those numbers and really understand them. And, and, you know, I'm seven years as a business owner now, and, um, and I'm just now to a point that I truly understand a lot of these reports and even what I'm looking at and, and to be able to project to the future, I still don't know that I could do that on my own. Like, I, I don't think that that's something that I'm 100% capable of, but I'm really good at selling websites. <laughs> And, um, and getting those produced for you. So I think that in business, it's important. And that's why 
some of the people I'm going to have on this show is I want other women to understand that it is okay to hire things out. You cannot do everything on your own. And it, it also doesn't. And I feel like men have more of the mindset and entrepreneurship that they have to have a woman in their office doing this stuff for them. And I can't tell you how many business owners that I have seen that have a person that does that, that has no clue what they're doing whatsoever. And so they're wasting thirty, forty $40,000 a year when they could pay a fraction of that and hire a company that could do all that for them. And do it monthly. Yeah. 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 I um, tell people all the time, it's funny because, you know, there's people that can build their own websites and do sure. their own stuff. And I tell them all the time, um, you know, I can, I can also do my own taxes and my own payroll, but am I going to, <laughs> do I specialize in that? No, that'd be another full-time job. I don't need that. Yeah. Um, that is probably the best thing that you can provide to your business owner listeners mm-hmm. is you can't do it all. Yeah. You need to delegate, right? And if you're sitting there going, pulling your hair out, you don't know which direction you're going to go next. There's too much work coming in, mm-hmm. right? Too much business or business is falling off because you're so busy serving. Yeah. That's where you go look at where do I need to delegate, mm-hmm. delegate and allocate. For female business owners, it's extremely difficult for us to do that because we don't do that in our household. Yeah, no, we don't. You're right. We take it all on. Yeah. We're, we're going to take the kids here. We're going to take mm-hmm. the kids there. We make sure they participate in this activity and that activity, and they've got clean clothes in the drawer, and it's all mm-hmm. put away and nice and neat, and their dishes are clean, and their supper is fixed for them, and their lunches are packed. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you can start delegating to your children chores yeah. to do, Right. Yeah. Then you start feeling very comfortable about delegating Uh things inside your business. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things like I've got two kids. Madeline is 18. Um, She'll be going to the University of Kentucky in the fall. That's exciting. Um, My right hand is literally leaving, going out the door. I've been very good up until this point about those milestones of it not emotionally affecting me, but this is bothering me tremendously because she's, she's like my little sidekick, right? Yeah. And then my son, Chris, he's 14. Um, he'll be a sophomore this, this coming school year. So he's not quite driving yet, you know? So you had to run him around everywhere. Someone still. has to run him around next year. Mm-hmm. My Uber driver, this AKA my daughter, yeah. <laughs> is leaving. That's but, not the same age difference mine were apart. Yeah. But the thing is, is like... You know, Chris does his own laundry. Um, Madeline is responsible for chores. I'm responsible for chores. I have my own yeah. chore list that's delegated out. My husband has chores. You know, we all have this responsibility within the household. And I think that has been good for me as a business owner to where I can say, okay, if I'm going to expand to this next level, if I'm going to make this next uh, revenue jump, mm-hmm. I can't do it by myself, no. right? There's only no. so many hours in a day. So I've got to delegate. I've got to hire somebody. I got to train that person. Mm-hmm. I got to trust them enough to put them in front of the trust. Client. Trust is so huge. Trust is so huge. And if you don't trust them, don't keep them just because you don't have somebody else. Yep. Just if you don't trust them, I am telling you with everything in my body, it is the worst mistakes I have ever made is to keep people on that I didn't trust yep. just because I thought I needed them because I promise there's someone else out there waiting. Yep. So a warm butt in the seat does not equal uh, hot books. Okay. Yeah. It does not mean equal hot revenue. If you've yeah. got somebody just warming that seat and they are mm-hmm. not being productive for you, you're actually losing money. It's best to have that seat cold yeah. and outsource it to another person. If you need somebody to answer your phone and they're not doing the job, mm-hmm. there's software that does guess that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you can design a yeah. ring central lock uh, app yeah. for somebody to have their voicemail covered by mm-hmm. a 
And texting. Like, people don't even care about it if you answer the phone anymore. They want you to answer a text. Like, there that's you go. huge. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's things that we just have to, as female business owners, we have to be, be mindful <laughs> that because we are the CEO of the business does not also mean that we are the, you know, the, the everything. Yeah. Business. You should know how to do everything i believe and at some in some level um or at least know how to coach people through doing it or at least log but, in. yeah you should know how to log yes. into that site right you should have all your passwords actually that's a good topic that's a whole other topic <laughs> yeah. you should at least be able to log into that website if you yes. have an employee in, in charge of something yeah um they then you should know how to log in mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um and just to back up to that again another entrepreneurial thing when you start a business start a log something you can yeah. access from anywhere. I don't care if it is a Google Sheet, if it is a Google Doc, you can use something called Google Keep that's actually free and tied to your email. But use something that is logging all of your passwords and usernames and make sure that you don't let your employees go out and log into something with their own Gmail account. It is a nightmare on everything that you have in your business. Um, and I highly urge you to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having your own logins and your own employee logins is very, very important. And a lot of times it seems like that extra $12 a month on Google Suite. Yeah. Right. Oh, I like, love G oh Suite. Oh my gosh. I have to pay an extra yeah. $12 for this email address for mm-hmm. this employee I've just hired. It's worth it. It's part of it. Yes. Right. You're also yeah. going to have to hire workers comp. You're yes. also going to have to pay your payroll company to process that paycheck uh-huh. for them. Like it is yeah. an investment in your business. It's not necessarily an expense. What happens when that employee is severed from your employment is then you can go in and delete, purge, or archive their yeah. set of emails. Or send address. it to someone else. You can have it where everything yeah. rolls over. Yeah. I love G Suite. I'm yeah. huge, huge. I have a, that I'm getting ready to do a whole podcast that's going to be about G Suite and um, all the things free that Google offers that people yeah. just don't even um, understand and know about. Yeah. But yeah, it's important to be organized. Yeah. And not on notebook paper because you will lose that notebook and that notebook will get full and then you'll need another notebook. That's another thing I do. I have these notebooks. I buy them at Marshall's and I buy the same notebooks, the same size so that when I get done with one notebook, I file it and put it away in case I ever need to go back and reference something. I'm laughing because I do exact same thing. So I use a passion planner and it comes in a like a 11 by eight and a half size yeah. and it's leather bound. And that is, I call it my work Bible for the year. Um, It is everything and anything day by day written down. And I have my to-do list that I have every week. Uh, yeah. Once I get those done, I'll fold them up, put them in that calendar. It's almost like a memory book. For it yourself. is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, if you think about it, like men don't do that. No. Men do not do that. <laughs> like, come on. Like, that's kidding? just an organizational, organizational skill that women have that we are so blessed to be able to keep a calendar for soccer and baseball and all these sports activities and then be able to plan our lives. And like, we're just so well equipped I would say Mm -hmm. like God did us good (laughs) yeah I mean he you know we were made we were created to support yeah that's that's what we're here Mm -hmm. to do right so a lot of times we go like that should be for our male counterpart at all times but no I mean we're we're called we were pulled from Adam in order to go and do so I think as as far as women are concerned sky's the limit there's stuff that we handle each and every day um that our male counterparts I don't (laughs) think would have a clue as to what goes on, right? Yeah. Um, and I can't say for every man. Like, there, I'm sure there's some out there that are like, you know, my husband especially, he's wonderful around the household. Yeah. Like, he he goes to work every day. I'm very thankful, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Goes to work every day, 
you know, if he has his day off, he's the one who knows he's in charge of supper. Because like mm-hmm. I said, we've got our to-do lists, yeah. right? But um, there's a lot of there's a lot of relationships where they don't have that. And yeah. you feel like, oh, there's no way I can run a business if I'm the one having to do this, this, and this. Well, we are the queen of organization mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. We can get it done. Yeah. Because we're that. We're just created for that support, right? Mm-hmm. We're the, you know, we're that foundation that can support just about anything that we get put on us. It's yeah. about finding that fellow female that you yeah. can go to and just be like, huh, and <laughs> tell you what's going on. Yes, yeah? yes. And trust that you will yeah. either not judge me or you'll celebrate with me yeah. or whatever it is that you're wanting to share, right? So going into that, I have another another question for you. This is something that I deal with. Like I, I have a lot of really good friends, but they're not entrepreneur friends. Mm. Like they, you know, they go to work for a company, which is great. They're nurses, teachers. They do things like that. And I couldn't work in their industry and in their world, but Sometimes it's hard to not feel like you're just oversharing because they don't understand the things that I have going on being an entrepreneur. So I have recently found that I need I have to find more entrepreneur women to circle myself with because I can talk about my life and what's going on and in my businesses and stuff and it not come off like I'm I'm bragging or I'm, you know, or I'm just trying to constantly talk about me and my work it's just that there's so many there's so much shit all the time and if you're not if you're not a business owner too you don't understand that it's like i've actually posted a thing on facebook last night and it was uh one of the simpson guys and it he was laying there snoozing and and it and it said it was a meme and it said on it um you know he works for somebody else or something and then it's like the entrepreneur mind and it's like do i need to do a sales promotion do i need a new you know where's my tax id number like i don't know like i wake up in the middle of the night and just like crazy thoughts all the time of things I should or maybe need to be doing. And here recently, I have found myself in a calmer situation where sometimes I'll sit here and I'll go, I don't have any emails. (laughs) And then I'll look at my to-do list and I'll go, I could do that, but none of that's like super important right now. And then I'll go, do I need to be selling? Like, what do I need to be doing right now? Like, I'm not busy enough because you get in your brain as a woman that you're you're running a business and then you have friends and relationships and your kids and your, you know, their extracurricular activities and you got to go to the grocery store and all this other stuff. And it's like, do our brains ever really shut off? Like, do our brains ever shut off? I don't, I don't think know. as business owners, our yeah. brains ever shut off. Probably not. We're probably I mean, all ADHD. If, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and then we're, we're, you know, driven, right? I think yeah. a lot of, I think a lot of business owners have have a unique characteristic inside of them, which is, is drive. Yeah, you know, I have some friends that, and my husband included, um, they work for the corporate America, mm-hmm. and when clock is ticked, and he can yeah. clock out and move on with his day. If the ha- if the building was to catch on fire as he was crossing the parking lot, he'll keep on walking. Yeah, right. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. But if if I was to leave, uh-huh. right, my location of business, you the same. Yeah. If we were to leave our businesses in our office space, walk across the parking lot and the place caught on fire, we would be the first ones back in there. Yeah. With trying the water stop. hose or yes. our water bottle trying yeah. to put it out. Whatever right? we could possibly do. Right. But does that make us crazy? Like, does that make us say, because sometimes I think, well, what would that be like? But I wouldn't be happy in that situation. Like, I like the fact that. That it's da 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 da. Yeah. I, I live in yeah. I like I live on that. My doctor once told me I'm ADHD, and and he told me he said 
hunting, everybody was born ADHD. At one point, we lived in a in a world where you might have a lion after you over here and need to, you know, get your dinner over here in a cave. He said, we're all, we were born and made yeah. to be ADHD. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes me feel better. I'm not just a crazy person that loves all this chaos. Yeah. I think for business owners, well, I'll just ask you this. When's the last time you put in your request for a vacation day? Well, I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to put in a request for a vacation day. Right. If I want to take off and I and I can move my my clients around and I have my job done, yeah. but my job's always done. I don't ever take off or I don't ever I'm never not accessible. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like even if I'm on a cruise and they don't have service, I'm gonna make sure I have service because I'm always gonna be accessible. But you're right, I don't have to ask for vacation yeah. time. You don't have to be three months out marking off your calendar yeah. for when you can take your one week vacation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the difference is that what you just said. For those that work on corporate America, they're taken off. They leave that Friday afternoon. Their emails are not answered. Their phone yeah. is not ringing. But when we go on vacation, mm-hmm. we may not be located in our office. Yeah. But we are always working. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's the trade-off. And then yeah. you just ask, are we crazy or are we ADHD or what is it that we have inside of us? And our friends don't get it. Yeah. They don't understand it. They're just like, I don't know why you're doing this. But I, I also step back and say, it's called freedom. Yeah, yeah. you've seen the movie Braveheart where Mel Gibson's running down the, and he's screaming freedom yeah. on the horse and his head, face is all blue and white. And I'm like, that is me. Yeah. I want freedom. Yeah. Um, I don't You're want right. to work for someone else to where I have to ask permission to go mm-hmm. to Gatlinburg over the weekend or to drive to the beach next week or yeah. fly, to, fly to Key West. I don't want to have nobody's permission. Uh-uh. Right? Yeah. Um, I want to be able to have a staff that I can trust and trust know, that, does and know that everything's still mm-hmm. operational. Right? Is it perfect? No. Am I learning as I go? Absolutely. Yeah, we all do. I have, I've had friends in the past that totally don't understand what I do. And they've yeah. asked me and they're like, don't you think you're, you're going regret, to regret, you know, working so hard when your kids get older? Well, listen. I don't hope they work as hard as I, I, I do. I guarantee that my kids are not complaining yeah. about the third trip to the beach last, last no. year. Yeah. They were just like, okay, we're yeah. going somewhere again. I mean, yeah. they were almost complaining about it, right? Uh-huh. So we have quality time. Mm-hmm. with our kids and with our family that is i feel like unique when we're there with them well if we have a disturbance come in we'll take care of that when we're brought back to them yeah whereas you know we just don't have that one week of year where yeah. we're spending some time with them on the beach mm-hmm. that we've requested off from someone that i will never us. forget the day i decided to become a true entrepreneur on my own i was dropping my kids off at 7.30 in the morning. I was bawling my eyes out, driving an hour to downtown Lexington. And then that afternoon, what really set it off is my boss told me I had to turn around from a client. I was a top salesperson and I had to drive my happy ass back downtown Lexington at five o'clock just to check in when I went. It could have went and picked my kids up at school. I had nothing else to do. had my computer, always took care of everything I needed to do. And that was the straw that, that did me in that day. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I, I, if I'm going to work this hard for somebody, I'm going to work this hard for myself. Um, and, you know, there's always, when I was little, my, my grandfather had a horse barn and he had, he was always a businessman too, but he had people that boarded their horses there. And I love, always have loved horses. And I used to tell him that I was going to drive a big truck 
and I was going to be a businesswoman and I was going to be a cosmetologist. And I would tell him I was going to, I can remember sitting in his barn on the fence one day and telling him all of these things that I was going to be. And I remember him looking down at me and laughing and going, you're going you're gonna to have a lot going on in your life. And here I am. I have a, I have a cosmetic kind of business. <laughs> I have a business business that deals mm-hmm. with businesses. Yeah. And then um, on top of that, one of my loves has always been real estate. And I never really knew how to get into real estate. Um, I took real estate classes in college and could go get my real estate license, never did. Um, and now I'm able to, in a position to where I can go out and I've made some real estate deals now and I can buy real estate. And I think one day my kids are going to look back and they're going to say, yeah, mom, mom was busy and she worked hard, but she was always there. She always provided it. It doesn't matter what we ever asked for. She made sure that we had it. And so I don't think that they'll ever look back and be like, mom was on her phone all the time just because I really am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, there's something to be said, like with our kids nowadays, uh, I ask them, I check in with my children on a regular basis. I mean, there's sometimes where I just ask them point blank. I'm like, so have I done anything in the past week or two that might cause the therapy questions? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have to check in with my, with my kids and I feel like if we, we want them to check in with us. Then we yeah. need to be checking in with them. Yeah. It just takes, it just takes two seconds. And then sometimes it's having them involved in the business. I mean, we own some real estate as well. I mean, my son and daughter have participated in yeah. it's cleaning good to teach of, them. right? Oh, yeah. Maintenance of and just overall responsibility of the property because mm-hmm. um, that's their future. You know, I'm, I'm all about like, what am I going to be able to leave, leave them and my grandkids and hopefully great grandkids one day? Like, what yeah. are they going to see? Just like you're speaking about your grandfather. I want my, I want my grandkids to be like, you know, my mom and papa were able to give me this. You yeah. Know? That, I think that's for me, that's something that I would love to see happen. And yeah, I want to leave, I want to leave something for my children. Yeah, it's all about a legacy, right? And yeah. We can't take this stuff with us mm-hmm. when we go. No. I always say we can have a good time on the way there. Right? Yeah. So absolutely. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so it's all about creating that future yeah. that you want. And I feel like um, at the end of the day, small business owners, they just have to have that vision of what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to be in your business you just said, yeah, I wanna, when I retire, yeah. I kind of want to still be like yeah, a puppet I master, want, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, you still want to be involved with it. But not here every not day. Not day-to-day operations. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, same for me. So, okay. So one more question. You, So I see a lot of this kind of stuff on TikTok, and I'm sure every other woman does too and has questions about it. And I have a friend who recently, we, were, we talk about business a lot and how we invest and stuff. And um, actually, I just sent her back to you. I think she's an old client. She's going to be coming back. So we were talking about, and I don't know the correct terminology, but life insurance investment. So I know Nate and I do that with you now. Um, and she was telling me that she also has policies on her kids and mm-hmm. she was, you know, we'd seen things on TikTok. And so how does that work? Can you also set up retirement sort of for your kids as well? So kid retirement is such a gray area. So children, yeah. you know, to have a retirement plan in the United States, you need to be 18 years old. Okay. okay. So that creates a problem if somebody wants to open a Roth, but there's other ways to get to, the child investing, the child saving until they're, you know, they're starting at 18. You can do the Roths, you can do the IRAs. Some 401ks will allow them to participate. There's age limits on those, you know. Some plans will allow a, a person to participate in them until they're 21 years old. Okay. Okay, so there's there's some laws out there that I feel like we miss out on. But life insurance, yes. I mean, children, a children's life insurance policy 
So it does a couple of things. One, it makes them insurable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before, so my father had type one diabetes. Uh, he was diagnosed when he was nine years old and he was uninsurable. So he could never get a life insurance policy on him because he was at a high risk person. So uh, for me, you know, I want to make sure that my kids don't end up with type one diabetes, but have life insurance if they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having that child policy on them is for their future. It's not, a lot of folks get they get very upset when we're talking about life insurance because we're talking about something that's not a very pleasant topic, yeah. right? Life insurance is typically used when someone's life is ended. Mm-hmm. But there's other reasons for life insurance out there. One is to make sure that, that the child is insurable. Mm-hmm. If there was, God forbid, something happened, you would have something to cover the cost mm-hmm. of them passing away, time off from work, replacement of income. Because let's be real. I mean, you're not going to want to go to work, right? Done. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to think about much at all. So that's what this money is used for, for that. Um, you know, legacy planning is a thing. It's not anything new. TikTok did not create this. It yeah. did not invent this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some talk out there right now about using trusts uh-huh. with life insurance. A trust is not always the most advantageous vehicle, whether it be tax or whether it be tax deferral. So a trust is taxed just like your individual is. It's an entity. Okay. Um, so... There's a lot of moving parts there. We've got to figure out how much wealth are we talking about before we actually talk about a trust. It mm-hmm. may not be uh, a smart tool to use, right, when there's some other tool in the, yeah. in the shed that will do the same job. You okay. know what I mean? So um, you may not need to go out and get the brand-new Husqvarna when your John Deere or your others can work just as good. Right? Yeah. Your used yeah. one that's been handed down can work just as good. So I feel like it's the same thing with these life insurance products. I mean, you want to make sure that... What's, what's the primary purpose of this life insurance? Is it to cover you in case you were to pass away and cover all your debt and income replacement, uh, funeral needs, end-of-life expenses, things like that? Or is it a way for you to put aside some cash value? Yeah, so, and, and, cash and I think that's more of what she's doing yeah. is putting, aside, putting it aside for cash value for her kids. Once they reach a certain yeah. age, they can withdraw that money. Yeah. So withdrawals from life insurance also comes into play, like... There's different types of withdrawals from life insurance. You can either take the dividends that the life insurance is paying mm-hmm. and continue to pay the premium because it's got to stay alive. The yeah. life insurance policy has to stay healthy and alive. The way it does that is with a premium. Yeah. Next, you can take a loan from that policy and use the dividends to pay the loan back. Okay. Right? Or you can just completely cash out, lose the death benefit, take the cash and walk away, which is also called surrendering the policy. Okay. So there's a number of ways. I mean, there's some folks that will use a life insurance policy to pay for college, mm-hmm. the cash value on that. Yeah. But you can't miss a premium. Yeah. Okay. You, you have to keep paying those premiums. You have to keep investing in that policy. Uh, right now, with interest rates being a little more uh, to the advantage to the saver, some life insurance policies may be able to give you a, a different rate or a better rate Okay. Uh, than, say, three or four years ago when rates were 3%, you know, mm-hmm. policy just not going to stay alive that long uh, without making sure you're paying the premiums. But there are places in life insurance that life insurance products can be used okay. for a business owner, for your child, for the household. It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have an assessment done. You need to look at, okay, what is our overall goal for this particular policy? What do we want to get out of it? Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what is the reason why we're having this? Is it so that we can bridge our income gap between the age of 55 and 59 and a half mm-hmm. until we can touch our other money? Or is it 
like I said, to pay off debt if something was to happen to you, pay off a mortgage or, you know, cover expenses in the household for a certain time frame for your family. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's always a goal, but those are all things that once you understand someone's goals that you're able yeah. to help them with. So a good financial advisor is going to ask those goals, right? They're going to say, what is it that you want to accomplish with this? Is it is this something that you're wanting to do for college savings or for just a future savings account for the child? Mm-hmm. Um, are you want to make sure that the child is insurable? Are you is that this- tax deferred that or like is that yes. you pay that out before taxes? So life insurance is considered a tax free okay benefit to the person who receives the tax the life insurance proceeds okay as long as the life insurance premiums have never been deducted so as a business owner your premiums you're not going to be able to deduct those premiums ever okay because once you deduct those premiums you just made that five hundred thousand dollar death benefit let's say taxable to your beneficiary Oh, okay. so that's Got bad it. news. You don't want 500 grand so, going through. So there's one more thing on TikTok and I see this and I hear people talk about it all the time. And I've asked you about this before as well. Let's just start with saying everything you all see on TikTok is not actually true. Um, you can't just take $12,000 from your business and give it to your kids and call it tax-free money. And so I'll let Jennifer just briefly jump, say something on that. But I think that's something that people, they get, they they don't understand that person's situation or how that may have happened for them, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's not for everyone, especially in the state of Kentucky. So yeah. we're in we're in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky, okay? Mm-hmm. And we love to tax on the locals mm-hmm. side of things as well on the county side of things. We tax and our tax, right? We tax our tax. I mean, <laughs> let's say we pay a lot of taxes in this state. We're actually we're starting to kind of get that to go away, but neither here nor there. So with our kids, paying our kids on payroll. Right. I've heard everybody's like, hey, can I put my kids on payroll? Sounds great. Sounds like a great idea. Children who are under the age of 18, typically 17 and under, are going to be on our personal tax return. But if they have a job or side job, they'll file their own return. They won't be claiming themselves as uh, a dependent. Okay, so they're going to allow you as the parent to claim them as a dependent on the tax return so you can get their benefit. So they're allowed up to the standard deduction on their return to pass through tax-free. So a lot of business owners are like, well, I'm going to pay my kid contract labor. Mm -hmm. All right. So in order for your books to work out well and the IRS to be happy with what's happened with you writing your child a check, um, you have to give that child a 1099 NEC. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a requirement. If you wrote somebody, if it was anybody else writing a contractor check for it and want to get a deduction, you're going to report that. The child would then put this onto their personal tax return and it'll be subject to self-employment taxes. Mm-hmm. So that's your first, uh-oh. So it's not free money. <laughs> it's not free money. It's not tax-free. Because self-employment taxes come after your, your federal tax rate on the return. So next you're like, well, I'm going to put them on a W-2. Okay. So you're like, I'm going to give them 12000 Yes, it'll be federal and state tax-free because it'll be under that standard deduction amount they're allowed. But as the business owner, you're going to pay the employee and the employer side of FICA and Medicare. You're also going to pay the local income tax that has to be withheld on all paychecks in this county, mm-hmm. as well as operating in the city. So there's almost 2% we're having to pay on top of the 15.3 that's going out for Social Security and Medicare. Then we have wonderful taxes called federal unemployment and state unemployment, which is a rate that has to be applied to those wages okay so at the end of the day you're losing money at the end of the day you're sending money to the government yeah 
that's really unnecessary. Because you could have just taken that money out and paid a, being at a lower tax bracket. Right. Why don't just take a distribution if you can do that, right? Or taking my son on payroll tomorrow. Or, you know, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to own your own business, like maybe charge, maybe uh, own your own building or something, yeah. then just pay yourself an extra rent check or, or two, right? Yeah. To yeah. cover that expense for the year. Or if there's something that you need to purchase that will grow your business Mm -hmm. or shoot why don't you just use the money to actually grow the business yeah like hire somebody that might be able to come in and and do you know the job that you're needing done that's stressing you out right Yeah. or delegate it to somebody that can do it but i just feel like i'm all about taking tax taking advantage of of opportunities to avoid taxes yeah but sometimes it's really I've never employed my children through a W-2 or a 1099 at this point so I mean I feel like that's good advice don't really see where I want to pay extra money out to them when it's unnecessary yeah makes sense Okay, well, that concludes our show today. So we just want to thank you for coming out, Jennifer. Thank you for being on this and giving so much great advice. Um, And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Southern Flair. I appreciate your support and would love to hear your feedback as we continue to grow. I want this podcast to be an interactive experience. So I encourage you to like and follow my Facebook group, Southern Flair with Crystal Geist, to engage in discussions. And um, when I make this post, I will actually tag Jennifer's business. And if you have any further questions, I'm sure she'd be happy to answer those as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks.